You're listening to Arira Radio's Wonders of Jeju. This is a segment where we tell you about the lives of people living right here on the island. I'm your host, DJ Jamie. This is Humans of Jeju. Jay? Yes. Look at you. You got a lovely haircut. Thank you. <laughs> and I noticed that Paulina has also noticed as well because Paulina says, Hello, Jay. Did you get a haircut? Did you cut your hair? <laughs> Looks nice. Happy Thursday, too, and happy weekend. Well, it seems like Paulina pays a lot of attention when you come in. <laughs> oh, thank you, Paulina. <laughs> thank you, Paulina. <laughs> yes. So we were talking in during our opening mm-hmm. comment, we were talking about keeping track of things to help you Uh, just kind of take it slowly and so I was wondering do you keep track of things or are you the kind of person that's so busy that you just um, go with the flow and just don't really keep track track? oh um, I think more so I go with the flow Mm. Um, I don't really keep tracks Mm -hmm. but at times I do feel like I should keep tracks Why do you feel like that? Uh, because sometimes, you know, you forget oh, something. Oh, because you forget about things. And sometimes yeah. you feel like you're in a hurry. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not sure you're supposed to do something, but you're not sure what you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's good to keep a schedule. I, yeah, I also think it's good to keep track when you're feeling like you need to get so much done. But if you actually keep track of things, it kind of reminds you of all the things that you've done. Mm. And so I'll keep track of something that you've been doing. You've been giving us so much in- information mm. and wonderful stories about people in Jeju. A- and so you're I keeping wanna... track of all that? No, I mean, like, <laughs> let me tell you that you've done a good job. <laughs> Thank you, Jamie. I thought... Okay. <laughs> And so we have another special story to share today. I'm mm-hmm. wondering who you're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, last week, we introduced two figures who have left their marks here on Jeju Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about artist Lee Jung-seop. Yes. And... calligraphist um, Hyun Jung-ha. That's right. And mm-hmm. that was a great talk because they were really famous people. Right. And it was great to get more insight about them. Mm-hmm. So then who do you have for us today? So continuing our special of, you know, commemorating those of the past, um, today we introduce photographer Kim Kim. Kim, Kim Young-gap. Yeah, Kim Young-gap. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wow. And, um, and we're going to talk about his gallery, um, Dodumok. Tumoak. Uh-huh, Tumoak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, entrepreneur Sir Kangubam mm-hmm. and his Gidang Art Museum that he donated for um, Sogipo City. Right, all right. So uh, we'll begin, start, we'll be talking about maybe we'll start with Kim Young-gap, the photographer, first. Yes. And can you introduce him to our listeners? So Kim Young-gap is a photographer who spent his life capturing the beauty of Jeju Island. Yes, please uh, and continue. While, while on the <laughs> island for over 20 years, yes, um, he took high-quality photographs of natures in the area mm-hmm. and contributed to developing an identity that is unique to Jeju-do Island residents. Okay. Uh, so from the sea to the mountains, like from Mount Halasan to Marado Island, uh, there's few places on Jeju Island where he has not been to. Mm-hmm. And in his images, he reveals autumns, the middle mountain areas. Um, he's got photos of old fishermen, hanyos, 
uh, clouds and silver grasses, mm-hmm. and they're capturing everything around Jeju Island. Yes, I also had a chance to go to the museum a long time ago. It was quite a long time ago, and I saw all of his photography, mm-hmm. and they were really lovely images of Jeju. Where was he originally from? So he was actually born in Buyeo, Chungcheong um, Namdo Province, uh, in 1957. Uh, however, he attended high school in Seoul, so he did spend quite a time in Seoul as well. Mm. And while residing in Seoul, that was actually the time he started to regularly travel to Jeju Island. Oh, I see. And that was back in, do you know when? And that was in 1982 ah, when he was know. coming back and I forth. I see. So how did he start his career as a photographer? So I guess you can say his path to career in photography started when he was in middle school. Oh, wow. When he was very young. Mm. When he was in middle school, uh, he had an older brother that he knew. And that brother was joining the Vietnam War. Mm. And he had given Kim Young-up a camera as a gift. Mm -hmm. Wow. So from there, he had worked at his friend's father's photo studio. Uh, He was running errands. And actually doing so, he picked up the techniques looking over his um, friend's father's shoulder. So even after he graduated high school, uh, he gave up on attending college and he pursued his dream of becoming freelance photographer. Mm. And he traveled around the country taking photos. So I guess you can say he actually had like no actual training in photography. He just learned it as mm-hmm. he did it. So mm-hmm. he picked up. So he he went with the flow. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He went with 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 the flow. Wow. So when and why did he decide to come to Jeju Island? So in 1982, uh, by chance, he visited Jeju Island and was attracted to the untouched nature of Jeju Island. Uh, so from then, he regularly traveled to Jeju. And falling in love with the like the rural areas of Jeju, uh, he decided that his adult life to capturing uh, he would dedicate his adult life to capture the beauty of the island. Wow. So, okay. So it was. That's in, how he started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how he got started um, coming to Jeju. Mm-hmm. And in 1985, he actually settled down in Jeju Island. Mm. And from there, they say um, he did not. Uh, stepped foot in his hometown for 20 years, actually. After he came back to Jeju. So he must mm-hmm. have just been so captivated so, by the island that he just stayed here. Right. Oh, I see. So how was his life here on the island? Can you explain a little bit about how his life was? Yeah. Um, season after season and day after day in like all kinds of weather, uh, he traveled all around the island to capture the beauty of Jeju in his camera lenses. Uh, they say he would wait hours or even days outside for the right light to shoot a particular scene. Wow, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from his photographs, people are able to feel this overwhelming dedication that he has for um, Jeju Island. Uh, however, it is said that um, he did li- leave a life of poverty, mm. uh, spending the little money he had on film and developing supplies. Mm. It's sad every time I hear stories like this, artists mm. being uh, going through difficult lives and then after they yeah. pass away, then their names are kind of flourished mm. and they get they get their popularity. Mm-hmm. If if it would be so nice, mm. wouldn't it be nice <laughs> mm. if they had um, were able to make more money during their lifetime? Yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, but uh, it's you can really see his dedication through his photographs. So, what kind of condition can you tell us was he living in? 
So Kim Young-gap uh, spent his money on film rather than food, they say. And when hungry, he would uh, appease his appetite with carrots or sweet potatoes found in fields. Mm. Um, in the words of Kim Ok-san, uh, another photographer on this island, uh, he said that Kim Young-gap was kind of crazy. Mm. Um, he didn't eat properly, he said. Um, he didn't heat his room. Uh, whenever he had money, he bought film and paid the cost of developing. <gasps> wow. He uh, spent all of his money on just yeah, photography. Yeah, like he didn't spend much on anything else. Uh-huh. Um, he settled down in the middle of Halasan Mountain and only took pictures. <laughs> and he said from time to time, he came down to the city to get film and get some of his developed film um, that he had. You know, his life was really hard, he said. Well, I did not know that, but I can see if if somebody just kind of is fixated so much on one thing, Mm. then people do have a tendency to call that person crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it just depicts how Mm -hmm. passionate he was about it. That's true, that's true. So how about Gallery Tumoak? How did he get started with that? Uh, He had taken lots of pictures, and they say over the course of his life, um, he almost took 200,000 pictures. (gasps) Whoa. And the pictures he had stored in his storage had kind of begun to grow mold. Oh. Uh, So to find a gallery that could display his photos, he actually found an abandoned elementary school, Mm -hmm. the Samdanli Elementary School. Yes. Uh, But just as he began the project of fortifying the foundation, uh, the hand that he needed to press the shutter button Mm -hmm. when taking photographs um, kind of started to shake. Okay. And he mm-hmm. started feeling a sh- strong pain in his lower back, he mm-hmm. said. And it eventually reached to the point where he was not even able to properly hold a camera. Mm. Uh, he wasn't able to walk and he had a hard time eating. Mm. And in 2000, at the age of 43, uh, he was diagnosed with the Lugeri uh, disease. Yes. Uh, and illness where, you know, one's one slowly loses all control of one's muscle. Right. And the doctor gave him no more than three years to live. Oh, wow. At such a young age. Yes, 43. Yeah. Was he able to complete the creation of the gallery before he passed away? So after he was diagnosed with this um, disease, for a week he lay in bed, uh, avoiding food and drink. Uh, but then he got up. Uh, careful to avoiding putting strain on his muscles, he cautiously uh, devoted himself to the construction of his photo gallery. Mm. And despite his help, uh, he put all his effort into making the gallery, and everywhere in the gallery was actually touched by him. Oh, wow. So, so he put a lot of effort in yeah, the yeah, creation, yeah. it so, sounds. Like outside garden and everything, you know, he, he had control of it. Oh, I see. And with the help of some of his photograph uh, lovers, mm-hmm. Uh, he succeeded in finishing it before he passed away, and thus the Kim Young-gap Gallery uh, Tumuak uh, was born, opening in the summer of 2002. Well, I'm at least I'm happy to hear that he was able to finish it. Mm. I see. So when did he pass away? So after struggling with his illness for six years, Kim Young-gap passed away on May 29th of 2005 mm. uh, in the gallery that he had built with his own hands. Um, wow. And also, um, his ashes were scattered on the grounds of uh, Tumuak Gallery. Oh, really? So that now Kim Young-gap is forever with the island. I at, see. Uh, the paradise that he so much loved. I see. Lastly, can you tell us more about this Tumuak Gallery? 
Yeah, so it's located on the east side of the island, uh, okay. s- south of the Sunrise Peak, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like near the outside town of uh, Shinsan. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gallery Tumuak uh, has developed into an important site to rest and while viewing great art and continues to value places for tourists to appreciate Kim young work and to be inspired. Wonderful. Yeah, um, and the gallery exhibits photos that Kim took over 20 years. Uh, wow. He did not use any kind of filters, dodge, or burn techniques on his prints. So like the sky, sea, autumn, and the grass that you see mm-hmm. are what he actually saw. Just the original right, photo. Right, like wow. the original. Wow, seriously. Mm-hmm. So, and also in the Relics um, Exhibition Hall, there's a, there are books that he read and even cameras that he used. Oh, there must have been many. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the media room, you can also watch a video of Kim taking his wonderful photographs, um, even after being diagnosed with the Lou Gehrig d- uh, disease. And lastly, there's also an outdoor garden mm-hmm. and free cafe where you can meditate and rest, and an outdoor concert hall that provides valuable cultural experience uh, to the locals. Oh, well, it sounds like a lovely place to go if you have time and you're here on the island. Uh, I would go there. It sounds lovely. You've been there. I mean, I've been to, I've been to the elementary school. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, is that the Tumoak? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's called the Tumoak. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yes, the I've been there Tumo-a. then. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I've been here a long time ago too. Uh-huh. Oh, I thought it was two different places, so it's actually the same place. Mm. Ah, it is a very lovely place, mm-hmm. by the way, and it does have a very lovely garden as well. If you are in Jeju. 88.7 in Jeju City. 88.1 in Seogipu City. 101.9 in the Daejeong area. All right, so we've introduced uh, this photographer, Kim young and you're going to introduce one more person for us today? Yes. And Who the, will that be? And the last person I'm going to introduce today to commemorate the figures of the past is Sir Kidang Kangubom. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually a Korean-Japanese entrepreneur, but oh. he's a Jeju native as well. Oh. Um, and he built and donated the Kidang Art Museum in Seogipo City. Oh, I see. So he's the one that built it. Yes. Ah, and he donated, and he donated to it to the city. To the city. Mm-hmm. I see. So he was born here in Jeju Island? Yes. He was born in the Popandong Seogipo City. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the age of six, he studied Chinese classics. Mm-hmm. And at the age of 11, with his older brother, uh, Kang Yongbom, mm-hmm. uh, they went to Gehwado Island of Jeollabukdo to learn Chinese uh, classics. Oh. But the funny story here was uh, when he was 19, mm-hmm. uh, he actually ran away from home to Japan. He ran away from home and he went to, to Japan. Japan. <laughs> okay. Um, although he was actually forced by his father to come back home. Okay. Um, on that same year with some of the money that um, his father earned from selling his farm. Oh. Uh, he, he took the money and he went back to Japan, to Tokyo. And he settled down there and worked as a, a laborer. Oh, okay. Interesting story. Mm. So that's how he started his life in Japan. How did he become a successful businessman in Japan? So in 1931, uh, he married another Jeju native Korean-Japanese woman. Uh, her name was Kim Chunde. Mm-hmm. And with the money that they had saved up, they started a rubber factory business uh, making bicycle parts. And by 1938, the company grew to become a representative company of 
Japan. Uh-huh. Uh, and with such success, um, he earned uh, Japanese citizenship. That's when he became Japanese uh, Korean. And he even went to Brazil. Wow. And he ran a window shop. A manufacturing company as well. Whoa, he was an international businessman. Mm. When did he come back to his hometown in Jeju Island? So after living abroad for 42 years, um, in 1985, he came back to his hometown, Jeju Island. Uh, living abroad, he, he said he never forgot about you know his hometown. Mm-hmm. And when he came back was when he started to give back to the community. Oh, after he came back to mm-hmm. Jeju. All right, I see. So was building the Kidang Museum his first donation? The first donation he made was actually building a marine research center in Chocheonup, Hamdongni. Mm-hmm. And that research center was for the Jeju National University. Oh, wow. He did a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, he did a lot of giving. Um, and he even established the Kidang Welfare Organization. Oh. Um, and in 1987, this was when he built the first uh, municipal uh, museum in Korea, mm-hmm. which is the Gidang Museum. Mm-hmm. And he donated that to the um, t- city of Sogipo. Oh, I see. And from then on, he continuously donated uh, for development fund uh, for Jeju Island and has made great impact on the development of the island as well. Wow, there's some people who really love Jeju Island mm. and they go fa- many, many ways to really support the island. And it proves that you have to be doing well yourself in order to give to others. Oh, of course. Yeah. So lastly, can you tell us about the Kidang Museum itself? So it, it was established in July 1st, 1987. Uh, today is July 1st. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's so, so true. So, what a coincidence. Yeah, and uh, so I think that's... um. It's been 34 years now. Oh. And it, it has a wide collection of contemporary artworks by major artists from Korea and abroad. Mm-hmm. And they, they have an exhibiting paintings, sculptures, crafts, uh, prints, and calligraphy works as well. Uh, among the many artists you meet at the Gidang Art Museum, mm-hmm. uh, you get to see Byun Shiji, mm-hmm. uh, and he's the most recognizable artist that oh, you'll see. Oh, really? Uh, and he's actually the cousin of Sir Gang. Oh, I see. Uh, and he expresses the rough winds of Jeju uh, so ex- exquisitely mm-hmm. that he has been nicknamed the artist of storms. The artist of storms. Wow, mm-hmm. how interesting. Yeah, and he was actually the first curator of this museum as well. Oh. Um, so he, he did a lot of, um, lot of work for the museum. Oh. And thanks to um, Sir Gong and his donation, uh, we we get the chance to meet this artist who depicts the nature of Jeju and strives to capture mm, it. I see. Wow. Well, going back to our first uh, topic, mm-hmm. uh, we have a message on our message board from Anink from Indonesia. who She says, it's so sad. His works are so amazing. So this is talking about Kim Young-gap. Mm. It's so sad. His works are so amazing. I saw it on the internet. It is very artistic, artistic and captures the beauty of Jeju Island. And I will go there if there is a chance to visit Jeju. Is it a private gallery owned by his family or it's public gallery owned by Jeju government, Jay? Do you know? Um, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure who mm-hmm. owns the gallery right now, uh-huh. but I know that his disciple, someone that uh, was learning from him, mm-hmm. is in charge of the museum right now, the gallery. Uh-huh. 
and um, and they do have an admission fee. Uh, oh, okay. But it's not. It's like I think three thousand won to go uh, to see the exhibition. Mm, so that's like uh, maybe yeah, around like not, three dollars yeah. or so. Yeah, it's that's not, not bad at all. Um, it's not. And expensive. at the same time, they give you a postcard of um, one of his. Oh, for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of one of his paintings. Paint, um, oh, that's pictures nice. Pictures that he has. So that's for everybody who gets to come to the museum. Mm-hmm. If you visit the museum, you get a postcard of his photograph. Of his photograph. Beautiful. And if you look him up on the internet, you'll easily get to see some of his uh, photographs. And mo- they are mostly, uh, they have a little bit of land and some skies together. Mm. And it just shows the lovely landscape of Jeju with mm. the orums. So it's yeah. a really beautiful uh, picturesque view mm-hmm. of the island. And if you look at the pictures, uh, a lot of people say you actually can feel the wind, they say. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. So yeah. He's, he, maybe he was uh, trying to express that as well mm-hmm. because uh, the Jeju Island is so windy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. Do you remember the last time you've been there? Wow, it was a long time ago. A long time right? yeah, ago. I'll be honest. Yeah. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thank you so much for bringing in yet another wonderful story. We always enjoy all of the stories you bring in, and they just bring so much insight to the people of Jeju, whether or not they were born here or they came to the island. Mm-hmm. Everybody who seems to have some kind of linkage to Jeju Island has so much passion for it, and it's lovely to see how they're expressing Jeju in different ways. And in this case, through photography and and through um, giving back to the mother, mother country of Jeju or coming back to Jeju, the mm-hmm. hometown, and um, giving in different ways to the community. It's, it's great to hear your stories. Thank you once again. Oh, thank you. And uh, we will see you again next week. Of course. So stay healthy until then. You too, Jane. Well, I hope you enjoyed that segment. If you're curious to find out more about Jeju, we encourage you to go check out our website at arirangradio.com forward slash Wonders of Jeju. Or you can check out our Facebook page at Wonders of Jeju as well as our Instagram page at Wonders of Jeju. We're going to take you on a journey to learn more about what's happening here on the island. 